Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. We are minutes after Match Week 38 ended. Chris and I are live uh, in his home. Six or seven matches we had going today live. Uh, Andrew, where are you from? I am in lovely San Diego, California, where I just watched this damn match at an Everton bar. Let me just clarify this. I looked up online and it said the San Diego Spurs meet at this bar. I show up and it it's not even open at like the matches start at 8:30 at 7:45 when I get there I'm like oh shit there's not going to be seating. There's like 40 people waiting outside at 7:45 and they're like yeah they said they'll open by 8:15 whatever. <laughs> Everybody outside is in Everton gear and I'm like what the hell is going on? It's an Everton bar now. I asked, is this like where all the Spurs fan? They said they kind of dwindled off as the year went on. <laughs> so I had to watch Story this sounds shit. familiar. Yeah, I didn't dwindle. I'm here. Um, but, uh, dude, it was funny because um, uh, it was an Everton match, which was my hell. I sent you a video when they scored, which we can get to later. But, God, I hate Everton. And it, today didn't get any better. I don't, think ever, I don't think the video ever came through. Did you? Uh, did it not go oh, through? I did. I, I did see this. Sorry, I didn't watch it though. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure it was plus Everton. There. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, well, I mean, as far as a as far as a match week goes, plenty of drama. It was lots of fun, um, but basically, it did not end. At least for me personally, it did not end. Nothing, except for maybe Tottenham finishing in eighth ended the way I hoped it would. Wolves got smoked by Arsenal, looked horrible. Um, uh, and then Everton stayed up again. They were so the things, close. All the things that I, that basically I didn't want. So um, how are you feeling, Andrew? I feel great, actually. Um, I mean, I am very excited to be a, a Luton Town fan next season. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing because we the the podcast is designed to like have a team. Uh, uh, the neophyte chooses team on the last, like today in this episode. And uh, who would have thought, like you know, six months ago that you were actually going to be uh, a Luton fan. <laughs> No kidding, though. Real talk. If um, if I were, if I had done it the right way, if I had done it, I can't believe I'm saying this. If I had done it the right way, you know who I might have chosen? Ooh, let me let us get. Hold on. No, 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 no. Please. This okay. will be fun. If you had done it the right way. It wouldn't have been Tottenham. Okay. No. <laughs> of course. Um, Newcastle. I am blown away that you nailed it on the first try. Yeah, Newcastle would have been who I would have rooted for. Newcastle, uh, actually, it would have been two. It would have been Newcastle, it would have been Fulham. Because I was blown away by Fulham this year based on their injuries, the fact that they were a brand-new club first year up. I know that they had a reputation back in the day. Um, Fulham ended what? Back <laughs> I don't know if I go back the day. It was last year. Or two, two seasons ago. Two Wait, seasons wasn't this ago. their first year up? Yeah, but they were up two seasons ago and just got obliterated. They're a yo-yo club. They're a yo Fulham's a yo-yo club. Are they really? They have they ever had a good a uh, good reputation? Uh, maybe in like 
the Patrick Dempsey days, like back in the early like two thousands. I think See, maybe I really liked I really enjoyed watching Fulham all season. I really like Mitrovic because he is a piece of garbage in the right kind of way. Yeah. Um, I love that dude. Um, I like everything Fulham did this year. The fact that they managed 10th with all of their shitty suspensions, injuries, and everything else, they blew me away. Um, I really I don't I want I don't want to say I liked Newcastle, but I was impressed by Newcastle. Yeah. I didn't have an emotional connection to Newcastle, and I still don't like their home kits. Yeah. Um, uh, I never would ever, ever like Arsenal, ever. But, uh, Chris, you'll be stunned by this. I actually really enjoyed watching United games. Yeah. Okay, so I'll be honest. I'm not that surprised because this was actually a pretty likable team. Yeah. They have had unlikable teams in years past, and I think the fact that they sat Harry Maguire most of the season was very helpful towards well, them being a likable <laughs> team. Once they got rid of Ronaldo, I was uh, I was uh, yeah. able to appreciate uh, un- uh, United. Getting rid of Ronaldo and sitting Harry Maguire did wonders for the likability of that team, for sure. Yeah, Rashford's sure. a great guy. Like, if they get a likable keeper, they could they could be really good. They don't even need a likable keeper. They just need a keeper who isn't you know terrible half the time. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's funny. Uh, United have had a penalty against them today. And as with Mitrovic kicking it and De Gea blocked it, dude. I know. I told Nate, I go, don't worry. De Gea always saves PKs. Oh, no, wait. He never saves a PK. And then he saved a PK. It was amazing. Against Mitrovic, though. That yeah. was, it wasn't a PK against a nobody. It was, I yeah. mean, he, was that his first match back? No, he no he's been back a couple At least times. one or two. Gotcha. Uh, but no, I was watching it right next to a dude in a Mitrovic jersey, and it was a good time. Nice. A couple of the thoughts I had, like specifically towards our podcast, was I don't think we ever considered the uh, promoted teams in decision making. Like, who would ever pick a promoted squad, right? But we pick it on the last day when we know who the three teams are that are coming up. So technically, like, those should be options for you. Now, I don't know why anybody would actually want to pick a promoted club unless it's Wrexham. Uh, but On the final day? I, I would right. pick Luton right now. If I hadn't picked Tottenham, I would pick Luton right now. Well, do we need to, do we need to play the tapes? Because I believe you're burning all your Spurs gear today and picking a new team. I am, actually. Um, but I don't have all of my spear, Spurs gear with me here in San Diego. <laughs> You should have. have you could have done a bonfire on the beach. It would have been beautiful. Hold up, ready. I've got. I did bring my um, my Spurs pajama top, <laughs> and we can burn this in the fire outside. We can burn this all day, baby. Just burn <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. It's really comfortable, though. I do want to say, um, it's nice. It's it's not satin or silk, but it is pretty close. It's like you know, it's a it's. It's better than like a t-shirt top. You know how yeah. like you know how they make sheets out of t-shirts and then somehow the material that they make t-shirts out of somehow became softer based on the sheets that they make the t-shirts out of? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the evolution is going to be that some t- somehow shirts are going to be softer than butter eventually. And anyway, that's how soft this shirt is. And I'm going to burn it. And we're going to be a Luton fan starting tomorrow, baby. Love it. Love uh-huh. it. Now, the other thing I was thinking about is that the fact that we do this in a window of just one season is kind of crazy, too, because, like, I mean, 
to to base your decision off this season, like you grabbed on to Tottenham way too fast, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. like, in Nate and mine's season, I, I don't think there's any chance anyone's considering Newcastle. Obviously, newer ownership affected that yeah. pretty greatly. Well, Mike Ashley, we he's a garbage owner. Like there's no reason to choose a team like that. And then I don't know if Nate picks Wolves. I mean, maybe he does. Not but... this season, probably. I mean, there wasn't <laughs> a joy about them, right? right. Like, yeah. One like look at Kyle. Kyle, um, <laughs> his he's the first neophyte to have a team go down. So um, we actually we actually in the process decided to name an uh, uh, an award. I don't know if it's an award. I think it's more of a distinction. The the Kyle Smith. Uh, I don't know. We haven't come up with the actual <laughs> distinction, but it's the the honorary the. Kyle Smith honorary uh, relegation badge. I don't know. As anyone who has a team that they've selected on um, our podcast that eventually goes down. So, And just for the record, I wanted to call it the Hindenburg Award. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Nate's like, no, let's call it the Kyle Smith Award. Okay, yeah. fine. Name it out of, after, after Kyle. At least it feels honorary at that point. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. We have all of our awards. We're going to look back at some of the early predictions um, and just kind of give a little recap on where, where we went right, where we went wrong. Um, uh, we'll start with kind of the simple ones that don't really require too much uh, discussion, but uh, the Wolves Award goes to the team that uh, was promoted and finished the highest on the table in honor of Wolves finishing seventh in that first season, 2018-2019. Officially called the Golden Wolf. Officially now called the Golden Wolf, <laughs> and Fulham wins that. But what's, what's remarkable is all three promoted teams stayed up. It was the first time since 2017, 2018, when Newcastle, Brighton, and Huddersfield Town uh, had been promoted and stayed out. You, how? Hold up. Hold up. Pause. Time out on the play. Two weeks ago when we did names of places, of teams, and you were supposed to be bullshit or not bullshit, and you didn't bring up Huddersfield Town or whatever the shit, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like when you're like, oh, uh, my name is... Professor Wickensteinberg Goldman thing, and you just down. <laughs> Come on, you you dropped the ball on that one. I'm calling I bullshit. I did. I think it's maybe because they're familiar to me because they were in the Premier League. Uh, my the first season we did, but so though so pretty pretty amazing that all Fulham, Nottingham Forest, and Bournemouth all stayed up. Uh, Tim was the only one who picked Fulham to win this award. So congrats to Tim. Chris and I both took Forrest. So, uh, and we'll get to, well, yeah. Had I known Forrest was going to make 37 roster changes leading into the season, I probably wouldn't have picked them, but I still wasn't picking Fulham. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Yeah. So well done, Tim, to, to take Fulham. Uh, the other award is the Golden Boot. Uh, obviously, Erling Holland pick, uh, won that award back in probably <laughs> January. But uh, realistically, it was probably about March 20th. Yeah. Chris and I both picked him to win it. Tim picked Mo, who ended up finishing fourth. Uh, the Golden Glove. <laughs> who finished second? 
Uh, I don't know. We don't care. His middle name is a swear word. I know it is. <laughs> Harry Kane. I'm glad. I'm glad the season got to finish with you uh, texting that to us twice. It wouldn't have twice. been. And they still finished eighth because of. Dude, Brighton had two goals disallowed. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. (laughs) I mean, that's the other fact I didn't mention. Like, as far as depressing for me as a Wolves fan, the Wolves result, it being Raul, Neves, probably Treore's last match. um, And then they went out crapping out his 5 0 loss. And then Aston Villa, um, who's a, a rival getting getting Europe. The only consolation is that they beat out Tottenham. So that like the only consolation there. Congrats. Um I don't know. I don't know when they do the end of season awards for have they, they haven't done them yet for the Premier League, have no, they? Not that I know. I think a lot of the teams have done their end of season awards. So I don't know who's gonna win manager of the year. So maybe we can have a little bit of a discussion here. Uh, Chris picked Eric, uh, Eric Ten Hag to win. I picked Arteta to win and Tim picked Eddie Howe. And I think like a really good argument could be made for all three of those managers. Nobody chose Conte. (laughs) (laughs) I think he proved he was manager. He was manager. I think he is. I really think Conte is the best manager this season. Based on the fact that Spurs were in fourth, almost third place on December 27th. And since then, they ended in eighth. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Chris, obviously you're biased, but I mean, who out of. I I hate to say this. You want to hear a biased opinion that actually, whatever. I got to give it to Arteta. I fucking hate Arsenal. They were incredible for. 88% 88% of the season. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep, it's hard to fend off Man City for that long. Arteta has this team doing everything he asks them to. Um, they're all young and terrible people. Maybe he's a monster and he just feeds their monster, you know, Im- impulses. And that's why he's just getting the most out of them. Either way, I hate Arsenal, but he got so much out of that team this year. And uh, I hate it. So what. I- when I think about this, like, I think Ten Hag did an amazing job. He also mm-hmm. has amazing players with him. Yeah. And so um, the only argument you can make against Arteta uh, is that his roster is so good. Yeah. Like, he has a well, great roster. But they still so, probably overperformed expectations. And you could argue that United did, too, in some regards. Right. Um, but when I'm looking at this, I think there's two managers that stick out. And I think one um, – how at Newcastle is is probably who I would give it to. For them to finish fourth, yeah. it's pretty incredible. Um, when you stack rosters, Newcastle is probably a roster that you're not taking above any of the others. Hundred percent in that category. And then the other guy that I that I look at would, would be uh, Unai Emery at Villa. I think what he did was pretty awesome. I think the same argument for stack the rosters, pick who you like. They're going to be towards the bottom of the top 10 teams that you would even want to have as your roster. So um, taking my own bias out of it, I love what Ten Hag did. If United finished first or second, I think he runs away with it. Um, but I, w- I would think Howe or Emery would be my picks. So here's the thing. Nate and I will never 
um, except an Aston Villa uh, manager winning. So sorry. <laughs> I had to put um, my bias away. You have to put yours. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So here's the deal, though. If we're only doing half seasons, Ten Hag deserves it for the second half. Conti for the first half, in my opinion. If we're Ten only- Hag, my issue with um, United was the way he managed in the first half of the season when he had to deal with Ronaldo. And while he did limit his time, he still let him run rampant in the in the clubhouse and screw up morale, um, uh, the morale in the team. If he had been the manager he was in the fir- in the second half, if he had done that in the first half, I think United would have come in like finished top two, no doubt. So they actually played better in the first half of the season, though. So- Did they really? Yeah, they they everyone remembers their first two matches that they just got spanked in. Uh-huh. And then they went on a massive win streak because it was the loss at Brentford where they got destroyed, where he made everyone go to practice the next day and run yep. four miles. And he ran with them and said, this is how much we got outrun by. From that point forward, they were unbelievable. Now, they started giving up points later on in the season, the second half. Uh, but their first half run, they were – I'm – I don't think they – did they ever get into – I think they were in first place for maybe a week. They might have been, yeah. Early in the season. No, Arsenal, I think, was in first was the, the entire day, yeah. season. Arsenal, Arsenal uh, was end-to-end until yeah. week 36. Okay, okay sorry. But if we're only going second half of the year, then it's Unai Emery, absolutely, because what he did and how he brought them up. Because he didn't – he joined them partway through the season. Right. Okay. The other thing – the other coach – Right or wrong, you have if we're only talking second half of the season, you have to talk about Lopetegui because Wolves were dead in the water in 20th place, dead in the water, and he got him up to 13th. It's kind of remarkable, like to move from 20th laughing stock and up to 13th in a half a season. Um, I would argue though that the difference between 20th right now. And 13th right now is only 16 points as yeah. opposed to the, the hell. Um, let's put it this way. Tottenham dropped 20 points almost in the second half of the season. So in terms, I, I'm just saying in terms of mass points, speaking of which. I still is, think Conti, you can give a shout to Conti. I am. I'm going to say that Conti is the greatest man of all time, <laughs> just because they turn this team turned to shit the minute they got rid of him. Yeah, I don't remember where Villa was at, but Villa, Villa. I mean, we can look real quick. I think that was match week sixteen. Was Christmas? Yeah, Villa never fell below eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, they were they were twelfth at that time. Um, so, but still, I think what what Unai Emery has done there is is pretty remarkable. How'd that feel to say that, Nate? How'd that feel to say that? Say it again. Not great, but it's Say true. nice things about Villa. I'm more intellectually honest than Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> uh, so, so if you look at the season, you know, the Premier League does hand out awards every month. And if we go through the season, managers of the month went like this. Arteta, Ten Hag, How, Arteta, Arteta, Ten Hag, Arteta, Emery. So Arteta won uh, the most. Arteta took home the most. Managers of the Month Awards, Ten Hag took in the second most. I, I got a feeling that's probably how that finishes out. 
Do you think Pep is sitting over in the corner right now being like, enjoy your monthly manager of the month <laughs> yeah, trophies? Yeah, I'm, I'm about to win the trophy. trouble. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Seriously, I and my problem with Pep right now is I just found out that he's not a terrible person either. No, I, he's I, not. No. Oh, he's like you, everything I want Jurgen Klopp to be. But for whatever reason, I just don't credit Pep for being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can, can we, you guys want to talk shit about Arsenal for a bit? Arteta is probably a monster. He's got to be a terrible person, right? Let's assume. It's kind of like, you know, the movie Major League. I'm saying it like that. I know you guys know the movie, but this is for our maybe uh, non-American audiences. You know, the movie uh, Major League when Bob Euchre's, uh talking about that one Yankee slugger, Clue Haywood. And he's like, he's a felon, isn't he, Marty? Uh, it doesn't say here. Well, he ought to be. Um, that's how I feel about Arteta. I, if he's not a felon, I, he should be. Love it. And I just looked it up. There's only been one team to ever win the treble out of the EPL, and that was United in 98-99. So City's got a chance to make some history here. And I don't know when they announce it, but they if if he does win the treble, I, if, if he does win the treble, he'll probably win manager of the year. I mean – I don't know if he should, but that's what's, what's the treble? So the Premier League Championship, Euro or uh, FA Championship, and then Champions League Championship. Oh, they call <laughs> it the treble. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. Nobody's ever done the quadruple or the quadruple, whatever you would call that. <laughs> the quadruple <laughs> would include uh, Europa. No, or no, no. Sorry, no, uh, 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 Carabao. Carabao. Carabao Cup. Yep. Wait, so City won Carabao? No. No. No, they won the FA, I mean. Yes. No. Yeah. That's not true. They won the title. So they've only won one. They oh. have champion. Then what are we talking about? Because they still have the Champions League final coming up and uh-huh. they have the FA Cup final against United. Oh. United could win a double United, by yeah, winning they could, Carabao and FA. The, the Manchesters could go double double. They, yeah. they could go in and out. The in and out. Nice. Wow. All right, write that down. And Someone opened an in and out in Manchester. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's only funny for West Coast Americans. I know. It Talking doesn't... about English soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so One wait, real quick, quick pause. Uh, Nate, there's this great TikTok. This is relevant, okay? Um, <laughs> it's just going to take me 37 <laughs> minutes to get there. But here it we isn't. Go. But there's this great TikTok account where this guy goes up to women at bars on like a Friday, Saturday night in very public areas. And he says, <clears throat> describe your ideal man's features. And they'll be like, he has to be six foot two. He has to make $250,000 a year. He has to be X, Y, and Z. And he plugs it into this like little program he has. And he's like, okay, that represents 0.2% of the world's male population. Now, are you sure you don't want to change your standards? That just reminded me, it's like, yeah, West Coast Americans who also like English Premier League and have lived here long enough to know that In-N-Out is a burger chain, but also they also have to know who Manchester, like, yeah, that's yeah, a totally. good, yeah. it's a very small sliver We're, of the world. It's actually only us three. Yeah, it's us three. We're it's the 0.2%. Ladies, if you're interested in, two of them are married, though. So. That's right. So there's actually, <laughs> there's one. There's one eligible bachelor <laughs> in the world who knows those facts. Well, one of the other things we talked about was uh, the best summer signing. So this obviously is an award that actually gets given out, but we made our predictions. Um, I went with, 
I had three that I liked. I went with Holland, Jesus at Arsenal, and Nathan Collins for Wolves. And you settled on? Oh, I'm just saying who we said. Tim went with Basuma. Um, Kyle went with Brendan Aronson. Did you move yours? I did. Damn you. That makes it really hard for me to leave <laughs> this podcast. That's what I wanted. Um, Brendan Aronson. Uh, Kyle went with Brendan Aronson. <laughs> Tyler Am- Adams. He's such a homer. Um, Chris, who did you go with? Well, I moved mine so that you couldn't see who I went with. <laughs> uh, I said Holland is the obvious. <laughs> But no, but in oh the, I see yes you did okay. I said Helene was the obvious best yeah. choice but I'm gonna go with what Nottingham Forest was doing signing Lingard Henderson Miyakate Awanoi and Williams and I would like to retract that from the statement I also didn't know they were gonna make 36 other signings yeah, on top of those right. five so like it was a little tough uh, I would like to take that back though. Well, I think it seems pretty clear that Erling Holland was the signing of the season. And even as we get to some of the other awards, I'm hesitant to uh, give them because Holland could run away with everything, I think. But well, um, he technically already has. They have already announced player of the season as well as young player of the season. And Holland won both. He, I think he's like maybe the second or third player to ever win both. He's, he might win manager of the year. <laughs> um, hey, in week 38, can this be the week where Chris finally pronounced Holland correctly? No. No? Can this okay. also be the week that you man up and burn all your Spurs stuff? I'm going to do it when I get home, dude. <laughs> I wonder how long shipping stuff from Luton Town is going to take. <laughs> like, how long oh, is it going to take you to get your Luton Town kit? Uh, I already, I'm, I'm already looking on Amazon for a happy Harry hat, which basically <laughs> is effectively just the hat he wears in, uh, Henry Hill wears in the music man, you know? <laughs> I love it. Uh. Luton town for so many reasons. So the, the stadium's one like obvious reason. Um, but other reasons for, for me to love Luton is they're, they're managed by a former wolves player, like who was like a legit uh, yeah, like Wolves player Rob Edwards. Like, yeah, he coached the under 23s. Yeah, so uh, that's really exciting. But then also, we have an American, Ethan Horvath. He's there on loan, so I don't know if he'll go back, but uh, hopefully, they sign him to a permanent because we're losing a couple Americans with leads going down. So hopefully, we can get at least one coming back up. Um, so at the pub today, Nate, um, I was like, dude fuck spurs they're gonna not even make conference um but you know who's good luton town and the guy who was wearing a mitrovic jersey was like dude have you seen their stadium do you have you seen how you get in and i'm like yeah that's why we're excited 9700 people tops and you got to walk through somebody's living room it feels like to get into the stadium it's incredible and he's like yeah i can't wait and he was excited too as a fulham guy which feels like you know those yo-yo clubs that or clubs that aren't in the top even top half they kind of resent the new clubs coming in the same way a lot of people do he was excited about luton town coming up uh everybody's excited about him uh get excited world luton town's taking over orange is going to be the new black hey they should make a show about that they should they should uh and just to correct myself erling holland nailed it 
<laughs> is the first player to ever win player of the season and young player of the season in the same season. So sorry, Erling, I didn't mean to discredit you by saying you were the second. You're the first and only, bro. Well, this How is me? perfect 21 or 22. He's young. How old do you have to be before you're no longer a young player of the league? It's, it's kind of... I don't know. Like, I'm 42, but I feel young at heart. <laughs> that is. What it's the Young at Heart Award. Well, that's actually the award we were going to – it was a surprise award we were going to give you later. Uh, the Soccer Neophytes Young at Heart Award. But, oh, thank God. Um, but I did want to roll sash? right into – No. He's <laughs> 22. Um, I did want to roll right into our hot takes because it, it's perfect for – Tim. Tim did a great job with a lot of his predictions. But the one prediction that he made – was that uh, Holland will not immediately be godlike, <laughs> but he was immediately godlike, uh, and so that was that was a bad bad hot take. Chris said that United would be better than expected. I think I nailed and it, and I think you nailed it. Um, I would say that's more of a warm take, but I'll give it to you. Um, and I had I had two. I had Everton would get relegated. Oh, so, so hold on. For those of you who can't see the video, my fingers are very close together, like so close. So close. So and close. my other one was that Wolves were one injury away from relegation. And for half the season, that was true. <laughs> hold up. That was a cold take because um, they were eight injuries or so. And they, as soon as everybody was healthy, they were fine. So it was, it took, it would have taken 10 injuries to get relegated, not one. Taken 10. Yeah. Well, because I think, no, I that's how thin they were at the time. They did make some signings that I think helped them. But um, we also made predictions on the table where, where teams would stack up um, while uh, Kyle's overall uh predictions were pretty bad he was the only person to pick city at number one and arsenal at number two yeah. so we got to give kyle kudos for that um but other than that he was all over the map he had leads at 10th he had brighton down at 16th he had fulham at 19th which to be fair during his season <laughs> uh fulham was horrible so those were some pretty bad misses. He had West Ham up at six. Um, so Kyle, Kyle, give him good shout out for City and Arsenal top two. That's that was good, but the rest was pretty garbage. Um, I mean, he was dumb enough to have Tottenham at four. Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. Was he the only person? No, I had Tottenham at three. Yeah, I had Tottenham at three. In fact, all three of you guys had Tottenham in the top four. I didn't. I only picked two right. I had City uh, number one, and I had Forest at 16. <laughs> um, my picks were pretty decent other than I had Leicester uh, at, at seven. So they're obviously relegated, so that was bad. Tim, Tim, or uh, I guess we can look. Chris, Chris did pretty well. Um, Chris had, um, where do you got him? I know, but I did like little 
Oh, you changed my, I did all this work and you messed it up. <laughs> I literally like gave people scores and all this stuff. And you just said, screw all your hard work, Nate. I'm going to just get cut right over it. You could have told me that you did all this. Hard well, you work. could look and see that there's no. like uh, my page. Why are you editing my page? That's true. I Why was... are you on my page, Nate? Well, because I'm the only one who sees this <laughs> spreadsheet normally. Um, well, whatever you picked city to win. So good job. Uh, I got United correct. You got United correct at three. You had Chelsea at four, though. That was a bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Leicester at seven. seven. I had Leicester at seven, too. So (laughs) that was pretty bad. You had Arsenal down at eight. Um, I accidentally wrote Arsenal. I meant to write Tottenham. Yeah, I know. We got it. (laughs) So other than that, Tim, Tim probably did the best, like, with the – he well, I know he did. He did the smallest margin of error across the entire league. His biggest miss was Leicester. He had them at nine, um, but other than that, he was pretty close on a lot of his picks. He did have Liverpool winning it all, but other than that, he really didn't miss by much. Um, couple, you know, obvious ones: Chelsea, we probably missed the most. Leicester, we all missed the most. And we actually all, I think all of us had Bournemouth in 20th. So uh, shows what the hell we know. I still think they're bad, but I mean, they lost to Everton. So they proved it on the last day. They proved who they are. They just happened to stand up, stay up. The problem was I was so excited for Bournemouth to win because their kits looked really good today. And I was like, dude, if they knock off Everton, I'm buying that kit. Nope. No, they didn't. No one was able to eliminate Everton. Again. And actually, how did it it finished up? Like if Wolves would have beat them, they still would have stayed up, I think, right? Um, uh because they would have it would have only one, been one point fewer. One so point. yeah, they yeah. still would have been. Okay, good. Thank God Wolves didn't screw it up that bad. <laughs> um, so the so now we have we're coming to our final like kind of award, and that's the Adame Traore award most likely not to be in the premier league next year, but this is the award that goes to the player that we just like the most. He's a newer player. He's got to be a newer player to the league um, or new to us, which now we're getting to the point where it pretty much can only, we've just been watching long enough that there's, unless it's a kid coming up from the youth system or something, it's mostly going to be new players to the, to the league. So um Andrew, feel free to chime in. You may not know who all the newer players are, but if there are some players that you that you like, Chris and I came up with uh, a, a short list. But I'm obsessed with Garnacho. Dude, <laughs> he looks like Machine Gun Kelly had sex with Pete Davidson and somehow learned soccer. And like, he's a 19 year old kid who looks like he doesn't give a shit, and I'm all for it. Like, if I was 19 and that rich, and everybody told me I was amazing every day, I tattoo myself and dye my hair and just look like I'm strung out on heroin and that guy's living a fun life and I'm here for it I uh I don't know how I didn't end up a United fan I'm really enjoying this team and I like Garnacho. I know I make I make jokes about him all the time I'm here for it that's my guy love it he's really good speaking of great takes I tweeted this this morning but we were walking into the house and we Titus and I were like dissing on each other because Wolves played Arsenal and uh, and we were jo- we were trying to make predictions on what we thought the score was, and 
I said two. Oh, I can't even imagine how unbearable that must have been for you today oh, with Titus no, when they were I down five nothing. I don't care. It was. <laughs> I was very <laughs> <But> still. <laughs> I would have turned the match off way earlier if it wasn't for some of my favorite players probably last games but not to mention Titus was more involved in the Rays Dodgers game that was going on so it's true because he's a Rays fan this week <laughs> yeah it was that was more annoying for sure but the the whole point of this was <laughs> Drexler is like we we're trying to guess who would score I said Raul would score for Wolves and then they were like trying to pick who they thought what two guys would score for Arsenal and Drexler goes Who's Titus? Who's the guy who always looks like he he didn't sleep very well? And Titus goes, "Oh, Trissard." <laughs> he just started cracking up laughing. So that's oh, that's amazing. great. Yeah, he nailed it. He did nail it. It was so good. So the other players that we had, I had Noto Ganoto from Leeds. I love that guy. He actually is kind of like a mini Adame. It's a stacked. I mean, he won't be in the Premier League next year, anyways. Um, I had Holland, I had Casemiro, I had Jao Gomez for Wolves, which is such like, it's just a minority take, of course. Uh, Chris, you had Aronson for Leeds, you had Alvarez for City, Leandro Martinez for United, and Lissandro Martinez for United. And then you also had Holland and Casemiro. So in some ways, it feels like... Uh, since those were the only overlapping players, it, it feels only right that we should choose one of those. Um, I have a hard are we, time. Are we, as a podcast, just giving it to one? I think we have to give it to one. There's one Wolves Award winner okay. each, each year, or not Wolves, uh, Traore Award each year for our okay. favorite new player to the Premier League. Okay. Um, I'm torn on both ends because on the one end, I do really like Casemiro and I love the way he plays, but I have a hard time giving it to a United player. <laughs> On the other hand, Holland uh, has won all the other awards. So I don't really want to give it to him. Um, Chris here. Okay. I know you hate United. If I'm going to, if I'm going to make an argument for Casemiro, it's the early season story of him texting his agent tell united i can fix this and that story by itself for me puts him over the top for anyone because one he wanted to come to my team and he wanted to fix their problems in the midfield and he freaking did it he showed up after that brentford beat down and fixed the team he literally fixed the team and he's supposedly the most liked player at united he spends more time at uh, the training grounds. He invests into the young guys. He goes to the under 18s practices and hangs out and talks to those kids and helps them out. Like everything that I have heard about Casemiro is just over the top, unbelievable signing. I love Erling Holland. Yes. I love Erling Holland. But you take Erling off of Manchester City, they're still going to win the title this year. I don't know if they are. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if they are. Not um, this. I, did you got see the margin, Chris? They only won by what, three? Okay, great. But they were gonna okay, but you they're gonna replace him with some other great striker. But this uh, isn't but this isn't who is most valuable to the team. This okay. is who do we like the most. No, well, so it's Casemiro. Oh, it's who we like the most? Yes, this okay, because I was gonna play devil's advocate because no, I wanna hear no, actually I think since it's it's a tie, I think we should allow unless Andrew has someone else that he wants to propose. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> um get Titus on the call. 
Gabriel Martinelli is only 21 years old, and he had a hell of a season for Arsenal. Um, I don't know if he comes around, to new. He's been around. He's not new. He's not new. So this oh, is not? why I didn't ask you for your list, because... Dude, I he's only it. 21. Right. But he's been he right. had... I know. He had an incredible season for yeah, Arsenal. He's really good. I know. When did... How long has he been in the league? A couple years. Wow. I didn't realize he'd been here that long. He's yeah. been incredible, and he's only 21 like, years old. Right. He's like Garnacho. Garnacho's only 18 right now. He started out as a 17-year-old for United. Then that's my boy, Garnacho all day for uh... – But you don't get to pick because neither of us picked Garnacho. So you have to choose between Holland and Casemiro. It's Holland, you jackass. Why are we even having this conversation? Holland is the greatest player in the Premier League now. The fact that it's his first year is even better – the fact that he's 21 is even triple better. It's not what about are we even talking about. We like about? him the most. Is he? I the, like him the most. He's a great dude, and he's good at soccer. It's probably what are we true. About? I don't want to give him the award, but it's probably true. He's probably. It's true. not probably true. It's true. Erling Holland is everything every man should want to be. Period. Except for his hair and his forehead. I would take his hair to heart heartbeat, but not his forehead. But I'm not gonna lie. I love Erling. I love, I love, love everything about him. I love the pictures of him walking around Manchester, just shopping in normal <laughs> shops. Like everything about him is very much I love. All right, I think we got to give it to Holland. Andrew is the tiebreaker. Um, I can't believe it needed a tiebreaker. Let's just throw that out there. Well, you know, if you actually understood what Casemiro did, you would yeah. have a harder time. I like oh, if I actually understood why you. he was on. It was on, why he was on my list. <laughs> If Tottenham had Casemiro, they would have finished third. If Tottenham <laughs> had Conte, they would have finished third. They don't wow. need Casemiro. Wow. That is a shout. That is a shout. It's a hundred. Did Casemiro used also, to be on Tottenham? There's no way. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good thought. It's a great uh, experiment, but. No, if this he, also, is he also texted his agent, I could fix Tottenham, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> F those guys. I think he said F those guys. Yeah, he's like, he let said, me out. coming to Manchester next season anyway. So. That's right. That's right. Oh. oh, man. All right. Well, let's let's make some way too early predictions for 2023. Um, it can be it can be anything. Just what what's going to happen next year i got one give it to everton us. everton's going to overreact and spend some money and it's going to make things even worse that's my uh that's my prediction i would love it yeah i would love it i'm gonna i'm gonna be an asshole luton town's gonna get right yeah <laughs> of course they are <laughs> They've got 9,700 people. They can't afford to spend the money now. Let they alone. had the $200 million yesterday. Well, the problem, is, the problem is they have to invest some of that money into their stadium to bring yeah. it up to Premier League standards. So yes. they can't spend all their money on players, which isn't always the top way to fix a team. you got to sure. make smart signings if you want to stay, stay up. And you really only have to be better than, than three teams. So. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys were watching with audio on yesterday, but the commentators said what their squad uh, salary oh, I is. I did hear that. Six million pounds. Six million pounds. Dude. Is their entire squad salary. That's so adorable. <laughs> it is. It's very cute. And uh, who was it? Oh, man. One of their players became the first player in history 
to go from uh, the National League up to Premier League. In one season or something? No, no, no. Over his career with one team. Oh, he's been with them so since he was the with National? them when they were in the National no. League. This is his ninth year with the club, and he was there when they weren't even in the EFL. Dude, the way we talk about teams entering the Premier League, it's it's almost like um, at the beginning, again, of Major League, the film. It's an American film about the Cleveland Indians. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Commanders? Guardians. Guardians. Sorry. Uh, they changed their name. Anyway, um, like, like, it feels like when they're going through the roster and it's like, this guy's dead. Cross him off then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I keep, I half expect half of Luton Town's roster to have lupus right now just because of the way we're talking about him. Like, yeah, that guy's got a broken leg. He's played with uh, only two toes all season. I don't know. Like, it's it's almost disrespectful, but I'm, I'm really, they're going to get relegated again. They have no shot of staying up, but I'm going to root for him the whole way. Love it. I think Bournemouth's going down. <laughs> I'm doubling down on my prediction. I think Bournemouth's going down. I just, I want to pick Everton again. Um, and I, I don't think you're wrong, Andrew, but uh, I'm going, I think Bournemouth's going down. I think they're so shitty. Chris, what's an early prediction for you? Other than Luton's getting relegated. Oh yeah, I forgot. That was yours. Okay, let's, let's look at the top of the table then. Um, what's a bold prediction for the 2023-24 top of the table. Does anyone, okay. Does anyone uh, take City out? City's going to be in the top three forever. I know, but. As long they, as Erling Holland is on that team. Out? Who takes them out next year? If City finishes second or third, who, who finishes above them? Uh, obviously my new favorite club, Newcastle. <laughs> uh, Liverpool, um, I hate to go with him on this one but liverpool looked good in the second half most of the time um if they can you know cut some fat they're fine um i am not going to make a single prediction about arsenal just because i do not understand that team and frankly i don't want to understand them so um i have no idea what they're going to do i hope they implode and like it turns into like um What's it called? In Utant, where they all turn on each other and like the last person standing makes all the money or whatever. So it's like a rut. Like maybe, maybe we can entice them to turn on each other, but I don't see it happening. So I'm not making any predictions about Arsenal. I'll say it so Chris doesn't have to. I think United. I think United could take City out next year. I don't know if they will. I still would, pro I'll still probably pick City to win. But if I'm, if you're going to ask me who, who do I think set up the best? to take them out. I think it's United. They've got a great, they've got a good manager. They've got a great squad. Um, I don't know what moves they're looking to make, but I know you do, but um, they're looking to make some big moves. I think oh, it, does it rhyme with signing Harry Kane. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's only one of them, but there's already rumors of Mason Mount and Declan Rice coming to United. Um, I think it's all going to depend on the ownership. If if Sheik Jasmine comes in as the new owner, I think it's game on. I think if it gets sold to Ineos, I think I don't know. I don't I don't have a whole lot of faith in Surgeon Ratcliffe. I have a prediction for next season. Yeah. And this one isn't even a prediction. It's more of a bold statement. If 
Harry Kane joins United. I predict this podcast will fold because Nate will not want to do a podcast with two United fans every week. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great bold prediction. That's a great, that's a great. However, it's not really that bold. It's just a fact. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not a prediction. I'm just saying that this podcast will fall apart. Harry Kane, if you're listening, do it for the neophyte fans. Do not sign with United. We will burn this place to the ground. Or well, rather, Nate will, and Chris and I will be United fans. All right, let's just let's just ask this. With with Daniel Levy being still an asshat and an idiot. That's if, an understatement and mild, Harry but go on. If Harry Kane leaves, if Harry Kane leaves, where does Tottenham finish next season? They'll figure something out. They have money. Um but they I have mean, proven they can't do. fall further than eighth, Nate. They're not. I mean, I their think ownership Harry is if their Harry ownership Kane is stupid, but they're not that stupid. Okay, they're they're good enough to be mediocre or above average, and that's why it's frustrating. So, I think Tottenham's the new Newcastle. Actually, I think if Harry Kane leaves, they'll finish bottom half. No dice. They're they're not. They can't fall any worse this is the this is so i mean i don't know this what is I'm the bottom about. so you think this is this is the bottom for tottenham if they fall any further why would anybody like why would anybody care about this team ever again because they have a cool stadium yeah well <clears> that's <throat> the thing they have the money to pay for the stadium they absolutely have to do something Right, but they've been spending money. It's not like they haven't been yeah. spending money. They've been spending it poorly. God, they got to get rid of Levy. Ugh. Yeah, like they spent $40 million on Rich Arlison to get a goal. What a piece of crap. I hate Rich Arlison more. Than, is there any way to get rid of him? Sure. In soccer, you can get rid of anything. Yeah. Oh. But will you get any money for him? Right? That's the problem. <laughs> right. is is he, it, it's a sunk co- or it's like lost cost, right? Yeah, that's the, the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to be their new striker with Harry Kane gone. So you got to keep him. Eleventh <laughs> place. Eleventh place. Eleventh place. I don't know why I'm defending him. I'm not rooting for him next season. I might as well pile on. <laughs> I really don't know who, what team you actually support. This is a, this is a bizarre <laughs> turn of events. Are you I, well, are you United? Or are you the other new United? <laughs> like. Oh, I just, they're so frustrating. Why? I, uh, as a Suns fan, I'm trying to choose a soccer club that doesn't give me this much like heartburn and heartache. Yeah, that's exactly, that's why, exactly I why he chose United. That's exactly why he chose 100%. I said the exact same thing. I'm going to just Dynamax, root for like City. Cardinals, why don't I just side. root for City? I'm just going to root for City yeah, and just be like, you're not allowed to pick the con- league winner. You're contracted. Well, clearly, I don't care about the fucking rules, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, we still do have some Premier League matches coming up. Uh, not Premier League, but Premier League teams. We have the FA Cup final. Is that next weekend? It's on the third. It's on the third. So that is Manchester Derby, Manchester United. Uh, versus Manchester City for the to, for hopefully United to clinch the double double, the double double so we can have the the in and out uh, season here the Manchester double double and then we have the uh, United the Champions League final 
which is when I actually don't know. Uh, and that's city versus one of the Milan teams. Yeah. City versus AC Milan. Um, June 10th, June 10th. So we got a couple weeks to that. And actually lest we forget, there's also the conference league final West Ham, baby, West Ham, which I am absolutely cheering for, for West Ham because they could make it uh, eight Premier League teams playing in Europe next year. If they What's win. funny is, hold up, somebody at the bar today at the pub, they were like, yo, if West Ham makes it, that's eight teams. And I said, yeah, but that means Tottenham still doesn't count. And they're like, I don't <laughs> give a shit about Tottenham. And I was like, I, I do. Yeah. So that's Wednesday, June 7th is Europa Conference League final. So we, have, we still have more uh, three, yeah. more, three more three, matches. Yeah. Two weeks. Uh, a week and a half left of, of soccer to watch before we go to the summer where we may watch some soccer in America. But You know what I'm suddenly thinking about logistic-wise is that Luton suddenly has to turn around and design a bunch of EPL gear for next season, and they've got a short window. Everybody else has been working on it for a bit, yeah? I'm sure they've been working on it. Yeah, I mean, they were, they, they were a top team the whole season in the championship, so – I hope their kid just has a big, happy, hairy face. Just I a- hope it has just a giant middle finger. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Well, gentlemen, it's been a great season. Andrew, you've been a great addition. Aww. Whatever team that you're adding or whatever team you're supporting next year, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, come, I'm still, I guess I'm starting August. over. I'm starting over in August. <laughs> no, but we do need to find our uh, neophyte for next year. So we need to be uh, looking out to find uh, our guy. In addition, I um, two of the guys at the pub, I told them about soccer neophytes. So we got two new listeners, and one of them wants to come on, the dude in the Mitrovic jersey. Quick heads up about him. He wasn't as big as Mitrovic, but he gave off a Mitrovic. Like, he was a big dude, and he gave off a Mitrovic vibe. And I was like, that's, like, it's nice when, like, if I saw, like, a five foot six, 103-pound man wearing a Mitrovic jersey, I'm like, dude, switch to Garnacho. But um, he, he filled it out good, but he was such a nice dude. You know what I mean? Dude, we're in San Diego. Everybody here is a Navy SEAL, I assume. Like, I wouldn't, I, I try not to bump into anybody at a bar in this town. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. You, cause even the short guys who are like stocky, you're like, yeah, he probably beat up some probably, people. And, he could yeah. kill me with one punch. Just check yeah. the ears. It's all about the ears. If they got caught, the ears. Just that's beaker. such a good, that's a good, it's like, it's like when you look at a, the wedding ring or the, like the left hand of a woman to see if she's married or yeah. not. You look at the ear, cauliflower ear, cauliflower ear. You know, what's funny is um, my, you guys know, Sean Ramirez. Um, we were both talking about that once. And he's like, also, you got to consider that that guy just had his face rubbed into the mat a lot. So maybe he's just persistent, but he's not that good at fighting, <laughs> you know, like you he won't quit. The problem with those guys is like they don't quit even when they've lost. They'll just keep coming at you, and then you're gonna have to kill them. So that's the worst part about cauliflower ear people. Yeah, but there's there's an old stat, and, and it's uh, anyone who's ever trained to fight is seven thousand percent more effective at fighting than someone who has. That's a good point. Being legit. So all right, I'm in. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, it'll be a nice little summer break, but we'll be back. 
towards the end of the summer with some pre- uh, preview podcasts and uh, um i'm sorry are we not having a special edition whereby we burn everything together or are you just trusting me to do it on my own and show a we video? don't need to record it so uh, you can hear the crackle maybe that'll be our first youtube entry there we go all right i'll uh, i got a fire pit at my house i'll take care of it this uh when i get home tomorrow sounds good andrew have a great time surfing i will gonna go um the sea lions are bad today so um i mm. hope they don't try to attack my surfboard i hope they do but uh i hope you're safe out there <laughs> Yeah, I hope they attack you and you're fine. And it just is financially and <laughs> yeah. like traumatically and mentally damaging, but not, you know, physically. It'll be hey, a good story. Bring your phone with you. Maybe one of them will take it and then you'll have like a cool video when it returns it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Like when you go through your phone and you find that your kids were like taking selfies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. All right, guys. Good season. All right. All right. Good season. Peace. Bye.